We are, we are, we are, we are, we are now in a pandemic-induced recession. recession. You're listening to Money Talks. Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with none other than Jared McKenzie. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Justin Wagner. Well, uh, we've got a situation we wanted to talk about uh, in this post-pandemic, or uh, you could probably even say we're in the midst of it now, COVID-19 pandemic and, and your 401k. Ann and Christopher in their mid-30s, um, they got one child and one on the way. Uh, the situation is uh, Ann has lost her job. Uh, they worry about whether or not um, they're going to be able to meet their retirement goals going forward uh, just because number one the market you know took a nosedive it has recovered significantly as we said you know and we're only down three percent uh year to date in 2020 but we have seen some significant volatility between uh, mid-february and toward the end of march so uh they've they've stopped to think about you know whether or not they've saved enough are they going to be able to save enough and uh just seems to uh, coincide we've got some information out of the employee benefit research institute uh recently that um you know they do this survey every year uh to determine whether or not uh people you know how they feel about their their uh, preparedness for retirement are you on the right track mm-hmm. or whatever sure. uh 2019 the numbers came out um looks like they said 82 percent of people were pretty confident they were going to do well uh this year it's more like 77 percent, and that was as of january well the ebri decided that they would go back and revisit that in march after the market took such a nosedive, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the numbers weren't terribly significantly changed. Um, you know, they, they uh, when you look yeah, at it, the slight. overall numbers are slight. However, they decided they'd dig a little deeper. And um, if there was no negative impact on employment, they were right. There, there's not really that big of change. Now, if there was a negative employment uh, situation the the decline was significant from 77 percent down to 47 percent yeah you know for sense. those uh when they were asked if they would have enough money to retire comfortably um the one thing i'll say about this survey 82 percent is pretty significant <laughs> and and yeah, it's higher than i thought the, it would be the even well i mean we're talking about confidence numbers this really right. necessarily the doesn't 31 percent for the mm-hmm. year so right. people are yeah. all in, in 2019 well right. now yeah. it did happen in january so right you know you would think that it would be mm-hmm. it would be you know commensurate to those numbers but <clears throat> the thing is uh, the EBRI also puts out data, and I know it's not in the notes you've been provided, but the, the situation is only about 25% of all workers have savings whatsoever toward retirement. Right. So they're assuming that they'll be comfortable on Social Security or you mm-hmm. know, a, a, a retirement plan that's been provided to them for work, yeah. which are very rare these days. So uh, part yeah. of it, I think, is an overconfidence mm-hmm. until you get kicked in the teeth. 
Uh, and then you can see your well, confidence that, can waver that before, significantly. That's why I thought it was a little high, just because I, I know the savings rate is nowhere near yeah. the confidence rate. Right. But you're and, right. And, but that's constant. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty common that most people think they're going to be fine in retirement. And mm-hmm. They really have not slowed down to do any calculations as to what it might take. Right. Um, and, and even worse, you know, Especially well, when you're dealing with a, a, a lot of mid-March kind of situation. Just see one big number, whether that's fifty thousand, hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. But what's more important is the income that that money generates. Yeah, right. Because right? Social Security was meant to provide for the necessities yeah. and the environment. Anything over and above that, you have to have some type of savings that's going to generate income. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to focus on the income number. Yeah. More so than that total number. Yeah, Social Security was never meant to be your retirement plan. Exactly. It's to supplement the retirement plan. Correct. Even yeah. if that is, you know, a lot of folks, they have significant Social Security, and that's a big chunk of what they get each year. But even still, you don't rely on that, especially, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are still working. I mean, who knows how long it'll be before they start to, you know, change things in that regard. Because Social Security as a benefit program, I don't think can continue at the rate it is. I mean, they've... They've made some small tweaks, but eventually there's going to have to be a lot bigger ones for it to keep up with, you know, the population mm-hmm. and all the the obligations that the fund has. Uh, so, you know, which is why it's so much more important to focus on right a, a company savings plan, an IRA, outside mm-hmm. investments, things like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, as much uh, grief as I give the millennials on this show I'm you know come in with the what up fam and <laughs> and the beard that. and everything yeah I mean, and now I have a beard I'm, coming around. I'm trying to be a millennial mm-hmm. as hard as I can I just was born a, a whole lot too early uh, <laughs> the, the the issue is though uh the size of that generation actually is has uh made it so that I don't necessarily have to worry about a social security shortfall but mm-hmm. uh I still believe that uh, it's not the best. I mean, in any circumstance, it is not your best um, plan, your best strategy mm-hmm. to rely on the government to take care of you. Right. Uh, the reason that we have Social Security, period, is because it, this was an after effect of the Great Depression in 1929 through, you could argue, through basically World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, we had significant unemployment and a lot of people suffered greatly, and the government decided to provide them, just as you guys said, some bare necessities uh, through a plan where, you know, they would take a portion. They would force you to save, basically take a portion of your income and put it aside and uh, watch it grow. It has turned into uh, basically a Ponzi scheme. Uh, yeah, how much better That's, do you do you call it? I mean, uh, I don't when know how got, you all feel, but when I look at my pay stub and I see the amount of money that's being pulled out for Social Security, mm-hmm. if I knew I could take that and put that in my 401k, I'd make that go a lot further. <laughs> yeah, well, quite a bit. Yeah, there are certain government agencies across the country that uh, or municipalities that have opted out of the system and that they actually do quite well. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, we all believe that we're going to be fine. Um, we have confidence, confidence, over, overconfidence <laughs> and we, and we take no action to, to meet with that potential. Right. So, uh, you know, a, a big part of this is the very first step is uh, go around and ask folks, 
do you have enough to retire? Do you, are you saving enough to retire? And what well, do you think their first question is going to be? Most people don't even know. They uh, haven't yeah. a clue. No clue. A lot of folks say, what do we need, a million dollars? No, not necessarily. Yeah. Depends, depends on what you spend. Yeah, depends. Well, yeah. Precisely. It's, yeah. it's more about your spending, and that's usually an effect of how much you make today. Some of the things that folks are dealing with in their 401K, uh, obviously, if you have a job loss, that's obviously a tough blow. Um, if it's temporary, you can probably get back in there. I don't know how they're going to handle all of that. I would assume yeah. that's a business by business. It's a company by company decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as to whether or not, you know, things go as normal. Um, the uh, the match might be different when you go back, uh, just depending on how much the business suffered. Um, but we were talking before the break, and really the the big thing you need to know is how much you need to save for retirement. So, you know, there's uh, that EBRI study, the Employee Benefit Research Institute puts out a study every year and uh, talks about how confident um, employees are and uh, whether or not they'll be able to retire comfortably. And it doesn't always mesh. In fact, it seldom meshes with the reality that, uh, you know, 25% of of individual workers have actually saved anything for retirement. Yet, you know, it's somewhere around 80% that always say they're confident that they're going to be fine. So um, I think maybe the difference is comfortably and being able to meet your basic needs uh, yeah, you'll get Social Security, but why don't you save uh, in addition to some of that? So uh, we did want to go through a few other ideas, but uh, number one, you have to know how much you need to be saving in order for you to retire uh, with whatever it is that, that you want. And in order to do that, you have to sit down. Uh, you can do it yourself or you can sit down with a professional. You talk about, uh, okay, I'm saving this money. It's before taxes. Taxes are number one. Uh, you're going to have to pay taxes when you take your money out of your 401k. Uh, unless it's a Roth. Unless it's a Roth. Which those are some other interesting conversations to have. And I don't want to pause you, but one thing I do want to say is if you work with a company that has a 401k and you don't know if there's an advisor on the plan, you need to ask your head of HR or someone in management because that is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. If there is an advisor, you need to talk to them. If there isn't, that's somewhere where yeah. we can help. Absolutely. If someone's I mean, getting paid to big, advise right. you or guide you, then such utilize a big it. Benefit. Right. Yeah. And and with that advisor, it actually the company pays for right. uh, that service and part yep. of the service is to talk to the individual plan participants and that's what Justin does all day long. Okay. If uh, if you have questions as to whether or not uh, you know, you have an advisor uh, that works on the 401k plan. You can always call and, uh, you know, as I said, the number 770-429-9166. Ask for Justin Wagner. Uh, he can lead you through that conversation and, and help you get those answers from your company as well. Uh, and he would always love to hear from you. But as I was saying, you know, a lot of times your 401k plan administrator will have some type of little calculator that says, you know, you put in a certain amount as to what you want to retire with or what you make right now. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty basic calculator, but you show them how much you're saving, how much you've saved outside of your 401k plan. And then it gives you like a percentage of your 
your income replacement is what they usually show you. Now, uh, Jarrett, correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a true financial plan is going to go a little more in depth than that. Yeah, it's a little more extensive. But I will say, to their credit, a lot of these uh, administrators' platforms, you know, the the uh, ability that they have on their website to do those types of things has really been incredible. I mean, honestly, we, there's little reason why you shouldn't. If if the system, which I know a lot of our clients have accounts with uh, custodians like Fidelity and some of these other major players, that the the platform itself has the ability to rebalance it. You know, so they're wanting help from us, and I tell them usually, look, I don't think it makes sense to pay us if you have the ability through that platform to rebalance things on a monthly or quarterly or semi-annual, whatever we decide is appropriate. Sure. You know, that, that may not be some active oversight that is ongoing. And if that's what you want, it's a different conversation. But again, th- these, these platforms have just become incredibly dynamic. I've been impressed to see that they, they do offer these calculators and right. all these and, other... and a lot of that's relatively recent for the last, last five to 10 mm-hmm, years, correct. I would say before, yeah. you know, we, prior to that, you didn't see too much of that. Well, so many people don't know that they're there. I, I can't tell you how many clients that I've, you know, they've asked me for help. And when I help them, we log in and we see that. I say, look at all, these are are all things available to you. Yeah, they're really neat tools. Yeah. And they're all electronic and they usually are are geared so that they're really easy to use. And to your point, when it comes to planning for liquidity, if you're getting close to retirement, you do need a little bit more in depth than these more generalized tools that are kind of giving you perspective more than anything. They should be talking to you in in that regard. And that's what we tell all of our 401k plan participants is, look, once you get to within about 10 years Mm -hmm. uh, when you're considering retirement, that's when you may want to start to talk to Jarrett or somebody else here. But if you're outside of that, you know, you're talking about rebalancing and we talk about all the volatility that we've had in the market. Mm-hmm. And obviously, March and April, I got more phone calls than I have in the last 10 years I've been in the business. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the truth. And that's the way it works. Which, yep, which, which, by the way, is a good thing. It means people sure. are thinking about the accounts. But, you know, rebalance was a big thing that you heard people talking about on CNBC and read the newspaper. What mm-hmm. is rebalancing? Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't even really know. Mm-hmm. So let's say at the end of, of you know, at beginning of 2019, you had a 50-50 allocation to stocks and cash. By the end of 2019... Your stock position is probably 65 percent, at least, and yeah. your cash is, is is 35. Right. So when you move into a period like we saw in February and March, you have much more at risk. Yep. Because sure. your equities grew. So when you rebalance, just like we talk about buying losers and and selling the winners, you're doing that when mm-hmm. you rebalance. Sure. You're selling the ones that have done well, and you're reallocating in the ones that are lower in price. Right. Yeah, which in volatile markets is that's very important. You got to, you have to keep them in line with those targets that you set, and that's really the purpose of rebalancing is to make sure that, as you said, it, it stays aligned with what you intend for it to be. Yeah, and, and being uh, kind of the guy that focuses on asset management in the room, uh, mm-hmm. I generally also want to make sure to let folks know you know, we just went through a significant downturn. Uh, you know, like we said earlier in the show, we lost almost 34% in a month. Uh, one third of your assets, if they were all invested in equities alone. Uh, if you can go back and look at that, and you would have expected to be a conservative investor, and yet your portfolio lost more than the overall market, you are not invested in a conservative manner. Exactly. Make sure 
this is a great time to do it because the, the you know it's it's uh, current. I mean this this just happened. Uh, make sure that what you would have expected from your portfolio is actually what it did. If not, again, reach out to the to the advisor attached to your 401k. If not, give us a call. Jared, mm-hmm. we'll be happy to talk to you. 770-429-9166. Um, I, you know, it's it's very important. And, and the other thing, you know, you said uh, talk to an advisor within 10 years. Do your homework a little first because you wouldn't want to get within 10 years of retirement and learn that you've got a long a way to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it might stretch your, your retirement date, yeah. and you don't want that. But so it's easier to make find sure that you... out 10 years than yeah. uh, I want to retire right. next year. You've got some time. And, you know, no doubt. But right. if you've got 20 years, right? Why not? why not figure out the calculation to make sure that uh, what we've got going on what you're saving is actually going to be sufficient to get you through to within that 10 years. Sure. Yep. And we've been talking about uh, what to do in your 401k. Um, you know, first of all, plan. Uh, we, we covered that. Second of all, rebalance. Third of all, when you get close to retirement, start talking to somebody about liquidity issues. And, um, you know, there's, there's always something to be considering, right? Uh, when it comes to your 401k, um, Justin, you got you got more to add. You know, one of the things we were talking about earlier with the uh, dollar cost averaging. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, you know, when when you look at the market, if you are contributing $100 in your 401k into a fund that was $10 a share before the market pulled back, all right, and yep. you look a month later and that fund's now $6 a share, the money that you have in it may have lost some value temporarily, mm-hmm. but your new contributions that you're putting in, that $100 is going much further. You're buying much more of that same fund. Right. And right. when you wake up a month and a half, two months later, and it's back up to $10 a share, it's up that much more because you were buying at $6. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the big thing that we talk to folks about is, A, don't try to time the market and don't go to cash. A lot of people yeah. thought, yeah. you know, middle of March, end of March, this is it. I got to go to cash. They were going to save themselves from further downturn. <laughs> I mean, you've you've lost a third of it. Yep. And uh, and now w- what are we going to do? Every dime I put in there is just going to nothing. Mm-hmm. This was the human logic. This is yep. the emotional piece That's that right. we try it's to remove piece from. That we it it really is yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, by the and, way, and we are all subjected to that same uh, yeah, problem. We're all humans. Yeah. All those conversations I was having with people on the phone, don't think I didn't feel uncomfortable about what the market was doing. You mm-hmm. knew the professional Obviously. response. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, if we know, which we have, we've seen periods like this before, maybe not because of a virus, mm-hmm. but the market will pull back again like it did back in February and March. But yeah. guess what? 100% of the time, it recovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that. Well, and, so you and, want to be positioned for the market when it comes back. And it will always, always be true, always has been and always will be, that dollar cost averaging through tumultuous times like this will pay out, or not pay out, but be the best strategy to use because you don't know right. if you're getting in at a good time or a bad time and long term how that, what kind of an effect that that's going to have. So to the extent that you can, don't let a tumultuous market steer your retirement plan in a different direction. You stick to that strategy, especially to the extent that you're going to continue to get the match. I mean, if you have a match, if you can, I mean, I know some people have lost their incomes during these times, but 
to the extent you can, if you can contribute at least as much as that match, I mean, that's free money. Yep. You, you got to start there and just stick to that plan so that, to Justin's point, you do lower that average cost per share if things do come down in the short term. And, you know, it's, it's again, the best strategy you can use through tumultuous times because nobody has a crystal ball, right? So the best you can do is to average in. You get the average cost. So if you're buying in high, buying in low, doesn't matter. You're going to get the average cost over a certain period and, that's why we like the 401k investing so much. And Actually, you get a little better than the average cost. And the reason being is because you buy mm-hmm. more shares when the price is low and fewer shares when the price is high. Mm-hmm. And if you do the, the price per share, you actually do get a better than average cost. And, and that's, you know, we talk about point. dollar cost averaging all the time. Mm-hmm. And dollar cost averaging doesn't work quite as well. In fact, it doesn't work at all. When the market <laughs> does nothing but go up, right. you would have been much better off just to dump everything you had in the market immediately. Mm-hmm. It's during volatility that actually dollar cost averaging works the absolute best. I yeah. went back and did a study uh, where I, I looked before uh, 1929 and the market crash, and I, I found that it took uh, quite a few years. In fact, I think it was through... Um, 1937, maybe, that it took, you know, for, for uh, your assets to recover. Get back to even. But, if yeah, if, if you just DCA'd you just a few months in, and you would have been better off. Wow. So, I mean, less than less than two years for sure. It's like 15 months, maybe. And, 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 and by the way, that's the beautiful thing about a 401k. It's You're doing that automatically. Mm-hmm. Right. That, when you get your paycheck and it goes in the 401k plan. Yeah. Well, if you that, think about it, nowhere happening. else do you invest so consistently. Correct. That is the that's why that is one of the best places to do it. Not to mention those kind of accounts are going to have some of the highest contribution allowances that exist. And so, if you can fund that account more than any other, just about, and you can invest so consistently, like we're talking about, I think it's a great place to, you know, have a big focus on for your retirement plan. Yeah. So, I mean, if you tie all this in a bow, number one. Like I said, know how much you need to be saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you need to make sure that you rebalance frequently, uh, especially during volatile markets, but constantly. Just stay with the plan. Yeah. Just stay with the plan. Nobody expects you not to be a human being. We are all subjected to our emotions. <laughs> and uh, when you have a professional, I mean, take take advantage of the advice that they will give you. Uh, as Justin said, if you've got a 401k plan at work and you've never talked to the advisor and you have questions, that's the that's a great source. It is. Uh, if you don't have that, you can give us a call, yeah. 770-429-9166. Hensler Financial would love to talk to you. Don't you touch your face. Don't touch your 401k. <laughs> once, once, I mean, hey, once, I like once you've gotten all those things right, don't worry about it. That's yeah, truly. It's a great tagline. Yeah. All right, we're taking a real quick break. You're listening to Money Talk. We'll be right back. They paid paradise and put up a fucking line. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It'd be a paradise and put up a fucking line. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. 
Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.